Hey everybody, welcome back to the Reclamation Podcast, where our goal is to help you reclaim good practices for faith and life. I'm Tony, and today is episode 160 of the podcast, and we're going to jump into the one thing that might just save your marriage, because it saved mine. True confession. We'll talk about that in just a little bit more. I just want you to know that I am incredibly thankful to be on this journey with you. Each and every one of you mean the world to me. I love building this community and what God is doing in this community. Now, as a reminder, this is the second week of these special episodes, right? We're doing our normal interview episodes, dropping on Tuesday, really Monday night if you're paying attention. And this episode will drop on Friday. These are truncated, kind of high content, high density, practical applications to walking in the faith. Because we believe that through intentional dialogue, we can help you move closer to Jesus. That's what it's all about. That's what we want for you. That's my prayer for you. That's what we deeply desire. As a reminder, the Reclamation Podcast is part of the Spirit and Truth Podcast Network, a ministry of Spirit and Truth. For more information on our ministry, check out spiritandtruth.life. Or if you want to become a partner, go to spiritandtruth.life slash give. We're always looking for partners to help fund what God is doing through this platform. Another way that you can support us is by leaving ratings or reviews on iTunes or Spotify. It goes such a long way to help spread the word about what God is doing in and through this community. So let's talk about the one thing that saved my marriage. And in order to frame this right, I have to kind of go back and let you know where my marriage was when I got this piece of advice. We were in a pretty dark place. If I'm honest, it was the lowest place of our marriage. My wife, Karen, and I had been in a season. We just had our third child, and I wasn't very healthy. You know, if I can just be really vulnerable with you guys, I was in a bad place emotionally, spiritually. I was working all the time, and I was even working in a church. And it feels like you shouldn't have that disconnect. But honestly, I was so devoted to what I thought God wanted me to do in the church I was neglecting my responsibilities at home, which I think might be a good lesson. God won't ever contradict himself, meaning that if God says you should honor your spouse or your kids, he's not going to put you in a position where you have to do that at work. So if you're in a place where you have to choose between honoring your spouse or honoring your commitment as a parent versus your work, that's not of God. So I was in this dark place. Um, I think Karen would say she was in a dark place as well. But our marriage was just not healthy. It wasn't a good look. We weren't in a good vibe. So we went and saw a marriage counselor. I'm a big fan of counseling. I've done it myself for 10 years. And for this season, we saw a marriage counselor together. Her name was Carol, sweet lady, Christian counselor, based um, in North Dayton area where we were living at the time. And we kind of came in and we kind of gave her the rundown um, and all of those things were super important. And what she told us that day would forever change our life. She, she looked at me and she asked me the question, do you pray with your spouse? And I was like, no, <laughs> actually, I don't think I said anything. I think I looked at her with that face like, uh, am I supposed to be praying with my spouse? And she was like, yeah. And so she challenged me to be the spiritual leader of my household and serve my wife by ending every night of um, 
ending every day, excuse me, together in prayer. That's, that was transformational for us, right? Deciding that we're going to end every day in prayer and really dive into praying together as a spiritual discipline. Now, I, I know what you're thinking. I'm not sure I could do that, Tony. I'm not you. I'm not a pastor. I'm not, you know, whatever. I've never been into seminary or anything like that. But here's the reality. Praying over your spouse is simple, awkward, and intimate. Simple, awkward, and intimate. It's simple in the sense that any words will work. And we're going to talk about that in just a little bit. Or I'm going to get really in the weeds on this with you. Um, it's awkward in the sense that it's not something that we do very often, and it's it's so intimate that it kind of creates this space. And I, I, I know so many couples who I've counseled, who I've walked alongside, who I've worked with, who are afraid of this idea of praying with their spouse because they don't want to sound dumb. They're embarrassed or afraid, or what if I don't have the right words? And and the truth is, is that that theology of being afraid, it's not a very well-versed theology in scripture. Let me say it another way. You don't have to worry about offending God through prayer. And you're already intimate with your spouse, presumably, right? You're already sharing a lot of your heart. You're sharing a lot of yourself. You're sharing a lot of just your life together. And so we have to get past our own self expectations to order to dive into prayer. And I, I know what you're thinking, like, uh, I'm not just not sure, but let me, let me be really clear about this. Scripture is really clear that we're called to have this intimate and even sexual relationship with our spouse. That, that God wants to be included in the covenant of our marriage, not just the, the biblical covenant in that sense, but also the emotional and spiritual part. God wants to be the foundation of our marriage. And so I was trying to think about, man, what's a good scripture to use? And there's a lot of them out there. But then I remembered there's a whole book. <laughs> there's a whole book about being intimate with your spouse. And it comes out of the Song of Songs. It's not a book that we talk about very often because it can be a little spicy, as they say. But the Song of Songs is a book of Hebrew uh, poetry. It's written, Old Testament book. Um, it's written to honor the gift that God gives us in marriage. Think about that. God loves marriage so much that he gives us a gift to honor each other with in this writing. So the Song of Songs is this kind of book of Hebrew poetry, this love poetry. It's kind of sultry. It's, it's intimate. It's beautiful. And it's there to remind us that God wants us. God desires deeply for us to have an intimate and personal relationship with him in our marriage. And I loved what uh, chapter 4 um, verse 10 says, right? And I'm reading out of the NLT, the New Living Translation. There's lots of different ones. It says, your love, divides, your love delights me, my treasure, my bride. Your love is better than wine, your perfume more fragrant than spices. Again, this is Song of Songs, uh, chapter four, verse 10. Your love delights me, my treasure, my bride, your love is better than wine, your perfume more fragrant than spices. Now, what's interesting is if you read the NIV, the New International Version translation, uh, it says, 
my sister instead of my treasure. So it says, how delightful is your love, my sister, my bride. How much more pleasing is your love than wine and your fragrance of your perfume more than any spice. What I love about this verse is that it indicates the amount of um, joy and intimacy that we get to have with our spouse, right? In the NIV, they use the word sister, which in this case translates to like treasure or beloved or like my, the depth of my blood, my family, you know, my dear, dear friend. Then the writer goes on to talk about how in this idea, in this idea of the intimacy, it's better than anything else in the world. It's better than wine and the fragrance of your perfume more than any spice, meaning the smell that just radiates off of you. If you've been married for a long time, you know that your spouse just kind of has a smell. Sometimes when Karen is gone, I can smell it on her pillow still. And it's beautiful and it's loving and it's a reminder of the covenant. And so when we think about praying together as a couple, we have to decide, one, if we're committed. That's, that's a decision all of us have to make. Am I committed to this as a discipline? I used to have a friend who said that people don't fall in and out of love. They fall in and out of commitment. People don't fall in and out of love. They fall in and out of commitment. And I would take it a step further and say it's a commitment to the disciplines of being married. Very rarely do I counsel people where they wake up one day and say, man, I want to get divorced. No, they don't say that. No, what happens instead is we stop dating. We stop talking. We stop remembering why we got into this in the first place, which is why prayer is so important. Because it's a reminder of the covenant that we made before God and our family and friends. And it pushes us to a new place. It pushes us to a place of intimacy with God and our spouse. And men, if you're listening, I want to challenge you for you to lead this exercise in your marriage. Be the one who owns it. Be the one who's responsible for it. Because if you're anything like me, when your wife tells you to do something, sometimes it can be interpreted as nagging. So wives, if you're listening to this, just share this episode with your husband and say, hey, something to think about. So let's talk about the, the nuts and bolts, get in the weeds a little bit on how we pray together. And I'll, I'll share with you how Karen and I do it. And uh, there are lots of different adaptations. So use whichever one works for you. Here are the general guidelines. It, there needs to be some physical touch. Karen and I hold hands, but maybe it's uh, uh, you put your hand on her shoulder. Maybe it's I don't know, wherever seems appropriate for you guys. And then the other thing is, is both partners need to speak. So the husband needs to pray over the wife. The wife needs to pray over the husband. Okay, so that's kind of the two general parameters. Now, this is how Karen and I do it. We lay down before we go to bed and we hold hands and we look each other in the eyes and sometimes we'll close our eyes. Sometimes we won't. It just depends on how tired I am. If I can be really honest about it, I don't want to fall asleep. So if I'm super tired, then I'll keep my eyes open. I tend to fall asleep in the evening a lot faster than Karen does. I think it's just part of my guy code. And then I'll start. So it's, it's my, uh, I consider it my honor to serve Karen by instigating us in prayer. And so I'll just say something like, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the day. And I'll just kind of go through the day, right? Were there people that we ran into? Were there opportunities to serve? Were there things that we got to do that we wouldn't normally do. And then we'll pray for our kids. I'll, I'll talk about, 
you know, our kids and who's in their life. And I'll pray for all of them, right? My son's got a girlfriend. I'll pray for her. I want to make sure that everybody in our life is covered in prayer. And then before I hand it off to Karen, I'll pray for Karen specifically. And I'll say something like this. Lord, please be with Karen. Protect her head and her heart. Guard her against evil. May she see you in all that she does. May she be led by you. Some variation of that. It doesn't always sound the same. It's not always poetic. It's not always romantic. Sometimes it's just kind of messy. All that's fine. And then, and then I say, in Jesus' name. Now, in our marriage, when I say in Jesus' name, that means that I'm throwing the ball over to her side. Right. So then she'll start to pray and she's a prayer warrior. So she usually has all the list of people who we're supposed to be praying for. And she'll remember all those people and she'll do that. She'll pray for them and she'll pray for our kids in any way that I missed or that she wanted to share specifically. And then finally, she prays for me. She prays for me and she prays to protect my head and heart. And that's the way we kind of roll into this. And then we both end. Amen. And then that's the end. Now, it, again, it's not, it's not brain surgery. Don't overcomplicate it. God knows your heart. So if you're worried about the words, um, keep it simple. Keep it simple. Sometimes if I'm being funny, I'll pray the way Ricky Bobby prayed in Talladega Nights. Dear baby Jesus. You know, if, if I'm just being cute or goofy, sometimes, um, you know, sometimes I'm more serious. Sometimes I'm less serious. Sometimes it's long-winded. Sometimes I'm short-winded. You know, I, I just let the spirit lead us in the moment. And I'm also really honest about my physical limitations at the nighttime when I'm already exhausted. And so I'm not trying to win an award here. I'm trying to anoint my wife in the name of Jesus. That's it. And she's trying to anoint me too. This is how this whole thing works. So I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you as you're listening to this. Do it. Do it in your marriage. Start tonight. Start um, the next day. You can do it in the morning or the evening. The evening works for us because we go to bed at the same time. Maybe you and your spouse get up at the same time. Do it in the morning. It doesn't matter. The goal is, is that it's really hard to stay mad or separated from someone who you're constantly praying for and praying over. And holding hands is, I think it's wildly underutilized as a tool to keep us connected. So hold hands pray over each other, pray over your kids. I'm a big believer in this. We need to physically pray over people in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. So again, remember what Song of Songs says, chapter 4, verse 10, NLT. Your love delights me, my treasure, my bride. Your love is better than wine. Your perfume more fragrant than spices. My prayer for you is that you'll look at your spouse this way, that you'll be reminded of the love that you have for each other and how it's rooted in the love that God has for us. Friends, I'm so thankful to be on this journey with you. Thankful to share this little quick hitter. I hope it was valuable for you. If it was, do me a favor, leave a rating, a review on iTunes or Spotify. Share this episode with your friend. Hopefully you share it with your spouse. I would love that. I would love to hear stories about how you're praying with your spouse. That would warm my heart in crazy cool ways. Um, but I believe in you. I believe in what God is doing in you and through you. And remember, friends, if you want to follow Jesus, you must be willing to move.